Impact, Income, and Influence. Welcome back to Grow Your Impact, Income, and Influence. And today we are going to talk about personal impact. How do you overcome things that have been holding you back? How do you get out of your own way? How do you heal the past traumas? I am joined by Adrian. Adrian is the CEO, the visionary behind Potentia, which is a personal development brand. We're going to jump into that in a second. Today, though, on in on Grow Your Impact, Income, and Influence, the number one show for reaching millions of people. We are going to help you overcome your traumas. Adrian, how are you doing? I'm doing wonderful, man. I'm doing wonderful. Awesome. Well, welcome to the show. I know that you have a wealth of tools and tactics that people can use to better their lives, to realize their potential. Potential, potential. See, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Potential is the root word of it. So <laughs> there we go. Um, but it didn't start there for you. I mean, nobody just wakes up one day and they're like, "I can transform anybody, including myself." There had to be a road to reach this journey. So where did it start for you specifically? Yeah, absolutely. So in order for me to like, you know, um, really make sure you have the best understanding as to how this happened. Um, I'm going to start and I'm going to run through this as quick as I can without missing the important parts. But about seven years ago, I was a hundred pounds heavier than I am right now. So I was um, extremely overweight. And at the time I was really just, you know, selling drugs, using them unemployed. They didn't really have anything going for me at the time. And I was okay with it. Uh, kind of sad to say, like, I was like somebody who was very comfortable and didn't want to change anything. And you know, one day though, my, like some urge came across me to call up my friend and tell him to, you know, Hey, come hang out, smoke with me. Let's just like talk, chill. And he was like, sure. So I called him to come over. As I go to, I get up off of the couch and um, keep in mind, I don't have a shirt on. And this is a very important key factor of the story. I didn't have my shirt on and my doorbell ring. So I get up, and I walk across the kitchen room. I walk her across the kitchen to go to the li- um, to go to the front door. And on the kitchen table, my shirt's hanging on the chair. And I stop and I look at the shirt and I'm like, should I put my shirt on to answer the door? But then I was like, oh, it's just my friend Gilbert. Like, it's not like there's some like women out there I need to go put my shirt on for. So I just open the door like a best friend. I don't really care. So I opened the door and the first thing he says, like he saw me every day, but I guess he hadn't seen me without a shirt for a long time. And so he saw me that day and he was like, Adrian, like, dude, you got fat. He was like, you really like got fat, man. But he didn't say it like he said it way blunt and used some cuss words in it and just telling me how how it was. And um, I guess for the first time, it really stung. I knew I was getting out of shape because I gained 100 pounds in four years. So it was very noticeable at this time of my life. Even my mom was calling saying like, Adrian, you're getting overweight. So that's how you know you're starting to get overweight, right? Um, However, something stung about the way he said it. And it really like got me. And I remember we were in the backyard talking and all of a sudden I just say, hey, look, I'm about to lose all this weight, man. Like, there's no way I can keep doing this. This is not who I am. And he didn't believe me. Of course, I wouldn't have believed me at the time either. But I just said, you know what? Screwed. I'm going to lose all this weight. And then sure enough, I wake up the next day. And um, to make a long story short, man, within nine months, I lost 91 pounds. 
And within that time span, my entire life, I don't know if you've ever been on like a weight loss journey or any kind of physical transformation, but if it's that drastic, it is the most life altering, consciousness altering thing. Like, you know, your day to day is so different. And in that time span, I started helping people get in shape. You know, I was like, I want to help people get in shape. This is fun. So I started helping people get in shape and I was loving it. But then I noticed some clients would pay me three to $5,000 and they would change their whole life, right? Like they lose the weight, they hit the ground running and every day get what they paid for. Other clients would pay me the same amount of money, have access to the same information, to the same coaching and not do anything with it. This was very interesting to me. I was like, how can some people do this? And um, basically, I wanted to learn how we can, why human beings do what they do. Because if I can understand why human beings do what they do, then I can change that fundamental factor and actually get them to get the results that they want, which just led me to researching um, all this stuff online. And I ended up stumbling upon something called hypnosis which is um, basically what I'm doing today now. So that's what led me to where I'm at right now. Okay, so we're going to come back to hypnosis because I okay. anyone listening to this, I know what they're thinking. Right away, they're like, tell me how you lost 91 pounds. What was the diet? What was the workout <laughs> But what you pointed to is the truth like loud and clear and it's right in front of people. It's not about the diet. There are 50 different diets you could go on today and lose the weight, right? I mean, you can go on YouTube, you can find a diet, you can Google diet. Any one of them will work. Any one of them, any one of the workout programs, some are easier, some are harder. They will all result in you losing weight. If you take action, the thing that you hit on and going back to the conversation you had in the backyard, I want to know what was the thing that triggered in your head that made you take action? Because 99 out of 100 people would have said the same thing. They would have said, you know what? I need to lose weight. My mom's calling me fat. My best friend is calling me fat. Like I feel fat. I'm upset. I'm in this downward spiral. A lot of people would have said, my life sucks, but there's nothing I can do about it. Or my life sucks. I'm going to lose weight. But then they would have got up the next day and they would have ate a dozen donuts and they wouldn't have done anything. So what was the thing and then we'll get, get to hypnosis and yeah, NLP because sure. I love that stuff. But what in that moment, can you go back? Like what triggered you that know, set you in motion? That's so interesting because I can't believe nobody's ever asked me that very specific question. And now that I like go back and I put myself in that moment, I know it sounds cliche and you probably heard this time and time again, man. But I guess it was like. I was like, up. I guess I, I had I experienced so much pain. I just wasn't willing to do it anymore. And for some reason, it was just like a no brainer for me. Because keep in mind, four years prior to that, I had a six pack. I was in shape. I was this really fit athletic guy. Um, you know, I went through a high school breakup and I started just eating and doing all this like drugs and saying, screw it. Let me just I don't care. And so I think it was just like a big conviction that that wasn't me. Like, it didn't feel like me. I was like, there's no way that this, this, like, version of Adrian, there's no way that this is actually what I am. And uh, I think that's, like, what it was now that I really think about it. So, okay, that is super interesting. The um, I'm a big Tony Robbins fan. I'm sure you've listened to some Tony stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. 
But the, okay, the, the thing that they have found in psychology is that we always revert to what we see ourselves as, what our inner image of ourself is, is what we revert to. So if you see yourself as somebody who is, we'll say poor, because a lot of people say like money's a problem or see yourself as middle-class or see yourself as living paycheck to paycheck, no matter what you do, you win the lottery, all of that money will disappear in a short amount of time. And you will go back to the same patterns and the same habitualized life that you have had. If you continue to see yourself as that, you have to change the inner person, which hypnosis and NLP is great for. But oh, yeah. what I heard, heard you say in your answer also was you hit a place of pain. Pain triggered you to say, this is not me. You didn't say, I'm a fat person. I'm a person who struggles with obesity. I'm a person who is overweight. You said, this is not me. And I didn't put those words in your mouth. We didn't talk about this before the episode, but that is 100%. People hit a place of pain. This is a training that I actually do for people. It's called the one through 10 pain scale, right? One is extreme pain, rock bottom. 10 is euphoric top of the world. Most people live their life in a stage between four and seven. They'll, They'll be in pain. They don't like it. They're unhappy, but they're not in enough pain that it triggers a a change and they never get happy enough to go to the next level either. Like if you're at a 10, you're just in so much momentum. That's where like Michael Jordan and Kobe live, right? Like they were like, I'm so good at this. I am going to keep dominating. And like, if they fell to like an eight, they were in pain. So they worked harder and harder. Mm. Anyway, it was really interesting to hear you say that. So you hit this moment, pain. This is not who I am. Nine months later, in that nine-month period, because I think a lot of people glance over this too, like in that nine-month period, how many days did you have where you got up and you didn't want to do it? Or days where you're like, dude, I could eat some ho-hos right now. Or you know what I mean? Like, how how did that period go for you? This may be an answer that most people are not used to uh, whenever it comes, especially when it comes to weight loss, man. Like, especially when... Because at the end of the day, weight loss, if we're going to get very real about it, weight loss is changing your day-to-day decisions, changing your habitual decisions. That's what weight loss, Mm -hmm. you got to change your habitual decisions. And that's difficult for a lot of people. However, for me, when I say I lost 91 pounds in nine months, it felt very natural. Like it was a very, I I guess I wanted it so bad that I Mm -hmm. did not want to screw up. Like, I did not want to go back to my old way of living. It was very, like, in other words, it was very easy for me to wake up earlier, do my workouts. It was very easy for me to meal prep, eat the food I wanted to eat. Of course, I had some days where I was like, well, I don't want to hit legs today. You know, of course, I had those days where I'm like, well, I'd like to eat me an an extra blueberry donut today, you know. Um, But I think the most significant aspect of it is... I had such a natural tendency to live in a particular way. Cause like you said, that self image, the way we see ourselves. When I made that decision on September 19, 2017, to lose all of that weight, that was a very specific day that I made that decision. When I made that decision in my mind, I was a healthy person. I was like, I'm gonna lose all of this weight because this is not me. This body's not me because I 
am way, I'm sharp. I'm healthy. I'm a very, you know, like successful person. This is not who I am. And so I guess because I was so convinced on that self-image and already had data from what that, what it used to look like at that point in my life, because I've already lived like that. It was really easy for me to live in alignment with that image, because at the end of the day, your self-image is the, is like the beginning of all of your thoughts, all of your habits, all of your beliefs, because they have to, they have to mirror that self-image. So, um, yeah, man, that's it. That's my long answer to that. It was just. That's good though. It was very interesting. That was a very interesting experience. I mean, it's, I think you are correct. When you have one of my favorite quotes is I used to have it hanging on the wall in my other office. Um, it says something along the lines of obstacles are the things that you see when you take your eyes off the goal. When you are looking, when you like, see, like I'm thin, I'm in shape. That's who I am. Like, it doesn't matter. The alarm goes off at five 45. I'm excited to get out of bed. I want to do those workouts. I, because I see the, the weight coming off of me. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason that I asked the question though, is because I think a lot of people, they approach it as a sprint instead of a marathon. Right. A lot of people would have taken the same thing and said, I'm losing hundred pounds this month. Like guys <laughs> never going to see anything like this. I'm not, I'm going to go on a water fast. I'm going to work out eight hours a day. And then a week in, they're not seeing the results that they expected. Right. I hear all this, this all the time in the business field. I'm going to make a million dollars in my first three months in business. Gary V oh. said, if I just grind, I'll be there. Well, dude, like I talked to a guy last week. He wanted to start teaching people Japanese so that they could read Japanese comic books. He didn't have a degree in Japanese. He couldn't read Japanese very well. He said he read at a second grade level. I asked him. He had no marketing, no budget, and no students. But yet he was trying to sell a $1,000 a month coaching program to learn to read Japanese. Is there somebody out there who would pay him? Maybe one somewhere right? You could probably sell somebody something somewhere if you could get to them. But like, is it realistic? I'm all for stretch goals. You should have a goal that stretches you a little bit. But when you say, I'm going to go run a marathon and I'm going to run sub three hours, like that's a professional marathon runner. Start with a goal that is, I'm just going to run the marathon. If you're honest with yourself, could you run a marathon three months from now? Is that something you could realistically do? Okay, then let's set a time. Average time is four and a half hours. Let's just go for, I'm going to come in under five hours. Like if you set goals, you did the same thing with yourself. A lot of people though would have hit it really hard. And then two weeks in, yeah, I'm not doing legs today. It's not getting me anywhere anyway. They tell themselves the story, which is where hypnosis comes in. So yeah. see, we're and coming one, right one back. One more thing that's- Oh, go ahead. One more thing that's important about what you just said there is like, I didn't set a goal to lose a hundred pounds. It wasn't very specific. It was, I am just going to be this person. And when you see yourself as an, as like you said, like that image, you are naturally going to slow down because somebody who's healthy doesn't try to prove it. Right. Somebody who's wealthy doesn't try to like affirm it to themselves. You just naturally start living differently. So that's another very important distinction. I think people should understand as well is just like, well, yeah, the specific goals that you want, but what kind of person even gets those goals? And why don't you focus on just being that? Because then naturally you'll get that specific one too. 
that makes sense yeah absolutely um okay so let's let's dive into hypnosis and nlp so you you got really curious because you saw some people do really well with your program and other people kind of fell off and we see this across everywhere in life right yeah. there are people that are given the tools but yet can't get out of their own way can't get out of bed can't implement them and there are people who do so one what did you find and where did that lead you let's let's start with that yeah so again i was just I always was like, you know, I want to have a program with a 100% success rate. You know, I don't, everybody talks about they have a high success rate, but how can you get everybody through the door to the actual finish line? And so once I just noticed, okay, apparently paying money is not enough of a motivator, especially like that much. Um, what is it? So I, my natural inclination was like, should I like go to school and become like a psychologist and like learn this? But I was like, well, there's Google. So never, never mind that. So I just get on Google and I just start diving into everything. Now, you see, I'm, I was looking at everything very objective. I'm like, what are the actual like percentages of people who go through a certain modality, coaching technique, um, process, healing, something what's the percentage that they actually get results? So whenever I wanted to understand human behavior, I naturally thought in the realm of therapy. So I started looking at therapy to see it has a success rate of around 33% traditional therapy, CBT and things like that. I was like, it's not so solid. And I looked at life coaching, which has about 22%. And I was like, all right, there has to be something better. So I continuously looked and I saw, I stumbled upon hypnosis, which had a 93% success rate. That got me really like, I was like, whoa, I was like, it's not a hundred. I'm like, but it's really close. So let's figure out like what is doing this. So whenever I started diving into uh, understanding hypnosis, I started naturally understanding human behavior. And one of the key things I discovered about human behavior is that two things. If you only act how you feel, that's number one. You will only act in alignment, in, in like in, it's gonna your your actions are gonna be a direct reflection of an emotional state. You cannot act out of an emotional state, and this is why people say I'm fine, but you can tell they're not right. Their emotional right. state is not gonna outweigh. I mean, they're not gonna be able to outdo that. And second thing is you can't outwork a belief. So I started noticing that every single behavior that human beings are engaging in, especially compulsive behaviors, are, are coming from most, more than not, they're coming from emotional decisions that were made somewhere between the ages of two and eight. We make these very emotional decisions that stick with us mm -hmm. for ever until you wake up one day you catch the pattern and you can change it like willpower it's I, in other words i discovered that willpower and free will are exactly the weakest tools in the box and um the re like basically a quick expansion on that is i used to believe in free will as in i can think what i want say what i want do what i want but we think 60 to 80,000 thoughts a day. And this is one of the things I discovered through hypnosis as well, because when I learned hypnosis, I just started learning about the mind and why we do what we do. And I noticed we think 60 to 80,000 thoughts a day, 
And you're only aware, you're only aware of about 1,200 to 1,600 thoughts a day. That's how much you're aware of. And so I was like, so all of these compulsive thoughts, if we have these compulsive thoughts, how free are we, right? If we consistently have these compulsive reactions, are we really free? Um, and that made me realize that free will really just comes down to your freedom to choose your self-image. You can choose however you want to see yourself. You have infinite freedom. There's no bound on how you want to see yourself. But that's where your free will also ends. Because the moment you choose to see yourself a certain way, growing up and you choose to see yourself as not being enough, right? That's one of the most universal beliefs we hold that people hold is I'm not enough. That's an image of yourself, a not enough image, right? So we choose this image, this freedom to choose this image. And then mm -hmm. every thought, habit, belief, behavior follows in direct alignment with that. So if we want to change our results. We got to be willing to change our unconscious self-image. And um, yeah, so does that answer your question as to what I discovered as to Hey, thanks for taking a moment to check out this episode of Grow Your Impact, Income, and Influence, the number one show helping you reach millions. Have you ever thought about building your own webinar or using public speaking to reach your ideal audience? Well, if you'd like my help with it, over the last several years, I have built more than 40 live events for clients just like you. In the last 18 months, I've helped 32 entrepreneurs build their webinar with over $5 million in cumulative sales. If you'd like to see how I can work with you, or if you'd be interested in having me speak at your event or be on your podcast, go to steven.coffee, that's S-T-E-V-E-N dot C-O-F-F-E-E, -E, to book a short call with me and see how we can work together. All right, let's jump back to the episode. Yeah, go ahead. Absolutely. So let's dive into because the first thing, like, I'm certified in hypnosis as well. I don't use oh, it. Oh my god, often. I love that. I had no clue. Um, yeah, well, I so I did. Um, I did Marissa Pierce program. Um, I don't know. It's RTT. It's yeah, a it, rapid transfer. That's one of the modalities therapy. I've I've done and used. Yes. Okay, so I don't use it very much. I went through it um, because I wanted to learn basically because I'm a lifelong learner. And I was like, I think that I can use that. I think it's beneficial, but to people that are listening to this and they're like hypnosis, like you're going to make me cluck like a chicken, jump around on stage. So talk to me about what, how do you tell people what hypnosis is and how does that help them specifically either change the emotional decision that was made between two and eight years old or, and redefine their self-image. So one of the things I do want to like just say really quick is we can yeah. definitely pick up patterns. We could definitely pick up patterns after the age of eight. It's a hundred percent possible. Majority of our actual patterns though are happening in between. They're, they're happening, be, you know, they're sourced from that age. But anyways, so now aside from that, if we're going to answer what hypnosis is, I think it's very important. We understand that everything is hypnosis. Because hypnosis is nothing but a internal trance, right? It is a fully absorbed state of, and people say it's a fully absorbed state of attention. I wouldn't say that. I would say it's a fully absorbed state of experience where you're fully, you're fully absorbed in a certain experience to the point where that experience is the only truth for you. So uh, we can put it this way. 
um, you can never not be in a trance. Um, and when I say an internal trance, I mean, everything is, in, is, in, is internal. Like my voice right now, it's not happening outside of you. It's happening inside of your mind. My, you know, right, you're picking up a vibration and you're interpreting it. Same thing with my image. I'm not out here. I'm just happening in your optical lobe. And so once we understand that literally everything is internal, like if right now me and you were to touch, like shake hands, what would happen is you would just feel your sensations in your hand. You wouldn't feel my hand. So you start to notice everything is internal. So mm -hmm. that's what I mean by everything is hypnosis, because you're always in a trance. In order to live in this human body, which I believe we're way more than human beings, by the way, I believe there's something infinite within every one of us. Um, that can be a whole nother conversation. But with that being said, knowing that there's something infinite within all of us, we have to kind of like our consciousness has to trance itself out to live in this reality. Right. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, what is the actual example of hypnosis to make it clear? I mean, you're working out and then the whole world disappears. What about, have you ever worked out and while you're working out, all your problems disappear? You're reading a book, hours go by and you lose sense of time. All of that is a perfect example of a, of a hypnotic trance. You click on an ad, you purchase, you buy right there. You got hypnotized to buy that thing. So everything is, is hypnosis there, right? So I, there's no such thing as mind control in hypnosis as well, because it's always your mind and you're the always one in control. So any myths around hypnosis and mind control, that can be a whole thing in itself. But, um, you know, OK, so I'm sorry. So I wanted to explain what hypnosis was. And really yeah. quickly, the scientific easiest way to explain it is alpha, is alpha brain waves as well. If we're going to get scientific about it. You're just getting from delta into alpha. When you dip into alpha, you can make infinite changes to your behavior because alpha is an, is an unconscious state. And all mm -hmm. change happens unconsciously. You never change a behavior consciously. You can do it consciously, but the actual change happens in an unconscious part of yourself. Okay? Mm -hmm. So that is like the easiest way to put the scientific backing behind hypnosis is just, can you get an alpha brainwave? Absolutely. It's easy to do. And then from that brainwave, if you, I mean, just like if you have certain processes, you can follow a certain you know, process to heal something. But um, mm -hmm. aside from that, so how do we actually change though? Like, how do we use hypnosis to change? So if everything is hypnosis, then how the heck do we use it to change? The easiest ways to do this is you want to understand why you're doing what you're doing. So for example, we can put it this way. If somebody is constantly, let's say, let's use a super easy example. Let's say somebody's constantly overeating, right? Okay. They're constantly overeating and then they want to stop overeating. In hypnosis, what you're able to do is you're able to communicate with your unconscious mind and mm -hmm. if, which controls basically all of your behavior. So if you're consistently overeating in hypnosis, what my job is, what I do is I help people figure out the belief that is creating that emotional, that is creating that pattern, right? Like if somebody's constantly overeating, there's a belief behind that. Yep. Now, what I do is specifically find where the belief started. 
So if somebody wants to really change their constant behavior, what they want to do is they want to find out where a certain belief started. So for example, one of my clients, they were consistently overeating. And when we got down to it, we, cause what I do in, as you sure, as you know, with RTT, you're able to go back to certain experiences, certain memories yes. that trigger certain beliefs. And in this case, all of the events, well, you know, I can't get too personal because some of them were very, very like abusive, yeah. but basically at the end of the day, the event led, led her, this client to believe that they were not enough. And that number two, that they had to be big to be safe. Right. Uh-huh. So they grew up and because they were so small, they got so handled in her mind. She was like, I got to be big. If I'm big, I can control myself. If I'm big, I can help people. We make decisions like that at like four or five years old. Well, no wonder at 30, 40 years old, you have you constantly feel the need to eat because you lived out safety. Yeah, you lived out the belief and it became a habituated pattern. Actually, exactly. And so it's just like, how can you make what you want feel safe? That's all that it comes down to. Hypnosis is a beautiful way to meet unmet needs from your childhood because self-sabotaging behaviors are typically stemmed from unmet needs that you had as a child. So with the power of hypnosis, I believe that anybody can go relive their childhood. It's not too late. And uh, it's one of the easiest ways to do inner child work is through hypnosis. And we can dive more into inner child work itself. But um, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I've been going on. So what was the I'm, I'm like, I kind of got sidetracked in the original question. No, no, you're great, man. Um, the I mean, the question was, how does hypnosis help reprogram your self-image? Which well, you, that's exactly, I mean, you that's exactly it. it. Yeah, that's exactly yeah, it, exactly what I said. There's a lot in there. I mean, the so I'll, I'll point to two or three things. Um, the first one is we all I've not met one person who, if they are honest, says I have a lot of moments where I say I am not enough. I have interviewed people who 400, 500 million dollars. They still have a little bit of that belief somewhere in their life. It is definitely more common in people that don't have that much money. I think most people who have made millions and millions have conquered some of that. Um, but the real thing is, why do you believe that? What, where in your childhood or younger age, usually did that trigger somewhere? There is something that caused you to believe that. And then to your point about being safe, we are going to act in a way that feels congruent with our self image and makes us feel safe. Mm-hmm. And one of the largest, you... people, oh, uh, I was just going to say one of the biggest things that I've seen in people who struggle a lot with money is they have a belief somewhere. Maybe it's not that money was bad, but that if you have a lot of money, people won't like you. You'll lose friends. People will take uh, advantage yeah. of you. People judge you. One of our biggest fear in life is being judged, being judged negatively. And a lot of people have, if I make a lot of money, I will be judged negatively. And when that is true, it is really hard to make a lot of money because you'll just want to give it away because you don't ever yeah. want to feel like you're being judged. That so that's safe. Right. Adrian, we could probably talk a long, long time about this. But the thing that I want to bring up is if people want 
your help because I don't I don't do hypnosis. I studied it because I was interested in it. But <laughs> you actually practice it. Where can people find you? Where can people go to get in touch with you? Yeah. So the easiest way to actually um, come into my world is through experience. I believe that the um, at the end of the day, don't believe anything I'm saying, just experience it for yourself. So if you go to rewiremythoughts.com slash transform, rewiremythoughts.com slash transform, you will be able to get into my world. It's going to take you to a um, basically a video where you actually get to go through the hypnosis process I take my clients through. But also when you download the video, it's going to send you my link to my Facebook group, to my Facebook, Instagram, all of my um, social medias. But the easiest way to just get into my world is get through there. And then I'll like release everything else in the email after that. <laughs> awesome. So we will Absolutely. tag that. That will all be in the show notes. So look in the show notes. Go check Adrian out. Adrian, I want to wrap up the show. I want to ask, what is one thing that you would like to leave the listeners with as they go through their day, whether this is something that is a falsity that you want to set straight, whether this is one of your favorite quotes, whatever it is, what is one thing that you would leave listeners with that they can take away from this and rapidly change their life with? Well, I can tell that there's a lot of entrepreneurs and high performers that listen to this podcast, right? So with that being said, I think it's really important that we debunk this and that we just like let go of this entire idea that action alleviates anxiety. And when you're feeling anxious, it's because you're thinking too much. So just act. That's probably one of the most dangerous things for a human being to adopt because they are going to just ravage their immune system over time if they live like that. I think what the most important thing that an entrepreneur can do is uh, create the internal space that they need to perform well. And in order to do that, you have to slow down. You got to address what you're actually feeling. And so what I'm going to really like finish this thing off with is I strongly encourage you to pay attention to the parts of yourself that you've been rejecting or making wrong right? Like you feel wrong about feeling like that, or you just reject feeling like that, whatever that is, but embracing those parts of yourself and actually like um, allowing yourself to feel that, right? If you feel like you're not good enough, if you consciously say I am good enough, but you don't feel like you're good enough, pay attention to that. Like pay attention to that feeling. Feelings are not logical. So don't logically try to think you're something that you're not. Pay right. attention to your actual feelings. And um, uh, re go revisit that, uh, that inner child of yourself and um, really just make sure your inner child feels safe because um, the easiest thing you can do for yourself and for everybody that you help is to heal the parts of yourself that think they're broken. And the only way to do that is to actually slow down and pay attention to them. And also, you're not broken. Like, keep in mind what I just said. Heal the parts of yourself that think they're broken. You're not broken. Just a matter of making sure all of you actually knows that. I think that is very, very true. Adrian, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on and sharing 
so many different things. We covered a lot. If your head is spinning, you can always go listen to it again. Make sure you check out Adrian's website, which is listed down below. That will get you into his world. You'll get to experience a little bit of hypnosis. I promise it will help you. It is one of the most powerful things in the world. Absolutely. Adrian, thanks so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. No problem. It is my pleasure. To everyone else out there, until next time, take action, change lives, and make money. We'll see you soon. Thanks for checking out today's show. Do you want the fast and easy Cliff Notes version of the actionable steps from today's episode? If so, go to actionbullets.com and download yours today. Also, if you're looking to start using story selling in your business and have stories do 90% of the hard work for you, grab my free course at storyselling.how today. Till next time, take action, change lives, and make money. We'll see you soon.